Welcome to Great Exchange Covenant Church. We're so glad you can join us for our Sunday celebration. Can we all rise for this time of worship? All right, here we go.
We lift our banner high. We lift our banner high. We lift the name of Jesus from age to age. You reign. Your kingdom has no end. We lift our banner high. We lift the name of Jesus from age to age. You reign. Your kingdom has no end. You are the only king forever. Almighty God, we lift you higher. You are the only king forever, forevermore. You are victorious. You are the only king forever. Almighty God, we lift you higher. You are the only king forever.
join me in this time of prayer. Graciously, Heavenly Father, God, this beautiful morning we come before you. Humbly we lay at your feet in a posture of worship with hands lifted high, with voices singing about you, your presence, your glory. And God, I pray, Lord, that our worship unto you this morning would be a sweet, sweet fragrance to you. God, we thank you for this time here that we have on Sunday to come before you once again. We thank you for just a wonderful retreat that we had this past weekend. God, and I pray, Lord, that we would continue to go forwards and grow in our knowledge and in our intimacy with you. We thank you for this time. And we pray these things in your son's most precious and holy name. Amen. Good morning, DRX. You know, my parents always said, we don't pray enough. Why don't you, why, why don't you join me um, continuing worship through prayers again? Well, let's bow our heads down. Lord... You are our king. You are the king of the universe, forever and unbounded by time. <clears throat> You're so great and we stand in awe of you. Nature speaks of your glory. Especially when I see, when we see this, how you decorate and coordinate the sky with the stars, the sun, the planets, the galaxy. Or when you decorate when you paint the hills of Santa Clara County, right, with all those flowers and the super bloom. But yet, Lord, in your greatness, you created all of us, but you just didn't leave the world as it is. You want to have a relationship with us. And we thank you for that. We thank you that when we failed, you provided a way for us to go back to you by sacrificing your son. Not only that, you gave us your spirit, the promise of your spirit, and today we celebrate that through Pentecost. With your spirit, 
We now have access to your truth. We don't need anyone, no prophet. You speak directly to us. You speak to us through your truth. You allow us to bear fruits in your glory. You provided us peace and comfort in the spirit. That we could actually live in your kingdom today. Right? We don't have to wait until after we die. That we could live in it today. And we thank you for that, Lord. Lord, um, we just thank you for all that you've done for us. We thank you that we could worship here, free, freely worship. There are places in the world where we cannot worship as freely as we do. We thank you for just the staff who bring us to his service. We thank you for um, the family and friends that you provide for us, the community that we have here. And we also thank you for all the joys and blessing that you provided for us. We truly don't deserve this, Lord, but yet you provided us all this. But Lord, we also come to you, Lord, that the world is not perfect as it is. There are troubles as you've promised. So remember those um, who are sick, who are in need of your healing. Remember those who are looking for jobs. We are looking for those who need to care for, for their loved one or their child or parent. We're looking, we are, um, we pray for those who are, um, who are just hurting. Broken relationship, broken hopes, broken dreams. And we also pray for any injustice and the division among us here. And Lord, but this is where we access the, spirit, the gift of the spirit you provide us. Because that spirit will comfort us with your peace and will bring us hope. Because you have overcome the world. Lord, we also um, ask for your presence, for your Holy Spirit today as we worship. And we pray that we could hear your words, that you will open up our hearts, experience you in ways unimaginable. So as I close this time, may we bring glory to your name. In the name of Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit, I pray. Amen. Good morning, GRX. Welcome to Sunday service. If you are relatively new and would like to connect with us, there are green communication cards on the welcome table you can fill out. Please drop them in the purple offering bags later in the service. We will be skipping our June Friday fellowship this Friday because of VBS training. Next Sunday, meet and eat on June 4th will be the Taco Dude. So join us for lunch after service. It's just $5 per person. The Philippine Short-Term Missions Team is running a donation drive for the month of June. Find sneakers and uh, athletic shoes and baby clothes that are gently used and bring them on any Sunday in June. Details on sizes can be found on our website. Questions can be directed to Molly. <laughs> <laughs> All right, now I would like to uh, welcome Terrence and the Kids Own Kids up here. So you guys can just come up to the front. All right. Good job, Dean and Elise, for doing our announcements. 
Um, so last weekend, uh, we were not here at King's Academy. We were at our church-wide retreat at Koinonia. And uh, the theme last for our retreat this past year, or last week, was uh, rearrange. And, and our guest speakers, uh, Tasha and Glenn, um, they, they spoke around how we can rearrange our lives to make room for uh, hospitality for ourselves, uh, but also hospitality for others, as well as hospitality for God. Uh, and so it was a really great weekend. Um, uh, we just wanted to share a short little slideshow that uh, thank you to Kurt Wong and Paul Wan for taking pictures last Sunday. Uh, and then thank you to Kurt for putting together this slideshow for us. Um, so we're just going to show a quick slideshow uh, just to kind of recap what happened last week. So whether you were here or not for last week in the retreat, um, you know, there's, there's always greatness coming and, and having at the retreat. So, but we want to look forward to next year's retreat. So just so just to put it out there, save the date a year early in advance. It's an easy date to always remember. It's always the weekend after Mother's Day. So you don't even have to know the dates. It's always going to be the weekend after Mother's Day. So next week, I, next year, I believe it's May 17th through the 19th, 2024. So put it in your calendar right now. It's already set. So um, more info in about six months. Okay, so, uh, so right now we're going to dismiss the kids to go off the kid zone, and we'll continue with worship.
just one word you calm the storm that surrounds me and just one word the darkness has to retreat and just one touch I feel the presence of heaven and just one touch my eyes are open to see my heart can't help but believe there's nothing that our God can't do there's not a mountain that he can move oh praise the name that makes a way there's nothing that our God can do oh
We're continuing our series on making space, and our year theme is hospitality, making space for God, making space for one another, even making space for ourselves. If you're new, visiting GRX for the first time, my name's Scott, I'm the lead pastor here, and we have been going through a series, um, particularly the last eight weeks, really on looking at certain things like, um, like justice or ways that we can make space for other people in the world. And uh, today I'm going to talk a little bit about belonging, um, particularly about belonging, and we'll be talking a little bit about the body of, the body of Christ or the church. But today I'm going to talk about belonging. And um, I think as humans, I think it's pretty common for us to want to belong, want to belong somewhere, want to belong with people, or want, want to feel like we belong. We want to feel like we belong. We live in a culture, um, perhaps uh, you might experience this at school, if you're a student, maybe your workplace. You might even experience uh, this just out in the world, where I think it's pretty common for us to have experiences, actually, where we feel like we do not belong. We want to belong, but we have these things that happen in our lives that make us feel like we don't belong. And so um, I'll tell you a little story about uh, my sister. And um, Allie, if you're listening to this, I'm sorry because I didn't ask you in advance if I can tell this story. Um, but if you're listening, uh, sorry about that. And I ask for your forgiveness. But my sister, when she had her first baby, uh, her first child, uh, she was living all the way out in South Bend, Indiana. Her husband was at graduate school out there. And so she was out there, no family. She, was ha she, had, she just had her first baby. So I flew out there to be with my sister, Allison. And I was there. I was wanting to be a supportive brother. And... Um, her, her husband was out at the house. He was, he was in school. It was just my sister and I, and she had her first baby. And I said, Allison, I, I just want to be helpful for you. Uh, is there anything I can do? Anything I can do to help you? And she said, well, there is something you can do. And I said, what? I'll do anything. She goes, can you buy me a nursing bra? <laughs> I said, I can do that. I, I can do that. So, um, so I, I, I looked up uh, where, and, and there was a mall. And in the mall, there was this place called uh, Motherhood Modernity or Motherhood Maternity or something. And I said, I, 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 I could go there. I can go there. So I get in the car, I'm all excited, I get to the mall, I find the shop, and I, I, I walk in. Um, there's not a lot of people, it's early, um, but there's two women behind the counter. And, um, and by the way, I, I kind of, I didn't really know what I was buying, so I got like all the specs from my sister. And the thing that I really remember is um, she said, no wire. 
right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You, you know what I'm talking about. You know what I'm talking about. I said, yeah, I know, I know too. I know too. So I go up to these two ladies, and they go, can I help you? And I said, yeah. And, and I tell them, I'm looking for this product, and I said, no wire. The first woman just busts out laughing. She just laughs right in my face, uncontrollably, and then she has to, like, leave because she can't even compose herself. I would say a zero on customer service. <laughs> so then I turned to the other woman who's still there, and I said, can you help me? So she goes, okay, come on. So she takes me back to this place, and we're looking, and, and um, you know, I'm like, I'm like, sifting through. I'm like looking, looking, looking. And I, I can read, right? Right? And it's like wire, wire, wire. And so the, she, she gives me this thing and she goes, this is what you want. And I'm like, this is not what I want. She goes, this is what you want. And I said, no, it's not what I want. She goes, this is what you want. And I'm like, I mean, it's, it says wire. I'm like, no wire. I'm like, well, no wire. And I'm like, okay, right? She goes, this is what you want. So, so she takes me up the counter, and she starts ringing it up. And I go, okay, look at this. If this is not, this is not, she goes, you want this? I said, this is not what I want. She goes, I'm going to return this. This is not what I want. And so anyway, I buy it. I leave. I'm like, whatever. Um, I, get, I actually get back to my, my sister's house. I get back there, and I show it to her. She goes, thanks. This is not what I want. I'm like, ah, I knew that. Um, oh, okay, make a long story short. Um, her mother-in-law came in the next day, told her the whole story. She got righteous anger. She's like, I can't believe they treated you like that. And she took that right back to the store, and she told them what to and what for and whatever, and she got the right thing. My sister's mother-in-law. Okay, so why am I telling this story? I felt when I went into that place, motherhood, modernity, I felt like an outsider, like I didn't belong. Maybe because I was in the middle of the country in South Bend, Indiana, or maybe because they're, they're not used to having a lot of guys go in there. But there were a few things, like number one, I felt like I didn't belong. And then... <laughs> The people that work there, they definitely made me feel like I didn't belong. And I know that's kind of a goofy example, but I wonder, like, in your life, if you've had experiences, times where you feel like you wanted to belong, but you just feel like you don't belong. Now, in the early church, um, that was going on in the church in Corinth, where some people felt like they didn't belong, and then also in the early church, in the church in Corinth, there were other people that made other people feel like they didn't belong. And so we're going to look at this passage in 1 Corinthians chapter 12. And the Apostle Paul, who wrote this passage, basically comes up with this really fantastic metaphor. The metaphor he uses is the body. And he says that the church the community of faith, the, is the body of Christ. It's the body. 
and that everyone has a part of the body, that everyone is a part of this body. So we're going to look at that, 1 Corinthians um, chapter 12. Um, but actually the main, um, I'm sorry, Michelle, I, I, gave, the, I gave the wrong thing. Just um, the slide right before this one is, um, this is where this message is going, that everyone is a part of the body. Everyone is a part of the body. Um, or if you just want a two-word shortened version of what this whole message is about, it's that everybody belongs. That everybody belongs. So, all right. Sorry about that, Michelle. I don't know what happened, but um, anyway. We're going to go on to the passage. Um, it's 1 Corinthians chapter 12, starting at verse uh, 12. Just as a body, uh, just as a body, though one, has many parts, but all its many parts form one body, so it is with Christ. For we were all baptized by, with, or in one spirit. That we were all baptized by, with, or in one spirit. So as to form one body, whether Jew or Gentile, slave or free, right? Different ethnic groups, different races, different social class. And we were all given the one spirit to drink. Even so, the body is not made up of one part, but of many. All right, so he's talking about this idea that the church is one body, and then there's many parts. And so he's going to actually now uh, break this down a little further. Now, if the foot should say, because I am not a hand, I do not belong to the body, it would not, for that reason, stop being part of the body. And if the ear should say, because I am not an eye, I do not belong to the body, it would not, for that reason, stop being part of the body. If the whole body were an eye, where would the sense of hearing be? If the whole body were an ear, where would the sense of smell be? But in fact, God has placed the parts in the body, every one of them, just as he wanted them to be. If they were all one part, where would the body be? As it is, there are many parts, but one body. Right, so he's, so he's teasing out that there's, there's, there's different functions and there's different parts and there's variability. And all the body is not the same. The whole body is not just a whole bunch of eyeballs. Or the body is not just a whole bunch of ears. There's a lot of different parts, a lot of different parts, but it's still one body. But now he goes on to talk about something a little different. He talks about, this next part he talks about um, people excluding other people or making other people feel like they don't belong. And this is the last part of the scripture that we'll read. There's another like five, six verses. The eye cannot say to the hand, I don't need you. So the eye is rejecting the hand. The eye cannot say to the hand, I don't need you. And the head cannot say to the feet, I don't need you. On the contrary, those parts of the body that seem to be weaker are indispensable or necessary. And the parts that we think are less honorable, we treat with special honor or value or worth. 
we treat these, we, these parts with special honor, value, or worth. And the parts that are unpresentable are treated with a special modesty or a special gracefulness. While our presentable parts need no special treatment, but God has put the body together, giving greater honor to the parts that lacked it, so that there should be no division in the body, but that its parts should have equal concern for each other. If one part suffers, every part suffers with it. And if one part is honored, every part rejoices with it. Okay, so that's a, that's a lot of scripture, and that's this extended metaphor that the Apostle Paul is using. But basically that there's this division, and he's basically saying, hey, we are all a part of one body. And so what I want you guys to read from this and hear from this is that every part of your body is a part of your body. And every part of the body is a part of the body. Now this seems kind of, this seems kind of weird, it's kind of redundant. Every part of your body is a part of your body. Well, of course every part of your body is a part of your body. But I mean, so I want to kind of do a little activity here and see, hold up your hands. I want you to look at your hands. Look at your hands. Now, now, look at all your fingers. Now, some of your fingers are stronger, and some of your fingers are weaker, right? Like, you probably, like, your thumbs are probably really strong, especially if you do a lot of texting. You don't like a lot of texting. You have, like, super strong thumbs. Your pinkies are probably the weakest part of your body. But if you look, like, every part of your body is still a part of your body, even though your pinky is, is the, the weakest. And I, I just think that's, that's just a little fascinating. Maybe this is a little esoteric for people. But every part of you, every part of your body, is a part of your body. Even though your pinky is the weakest part of your hand, it's still a part of your body. Every part of your body is a part of your body. One of the things that's really important at GRX, I, I would say one of the things that's distinct or that's distinctive about GRX is the idea of everybody, right? everybody. And if, you, if you've been around GRX for a while, you know that one of the things that we do in this body is we do things where everyone can participate, where everyone can participate. I mean, if you think about the stuff that we do here at, at GRX, and, and everyone can participate. And the reason we do that is because every person is a valuable part or a valuable member of this body. Every part of the body is a part of the body. And so we do things where everyone or every part can participate from the very oldest person to the very youngest person. Everybody can participate. Um, we, just saw the, we just saw the video on the retreat. The retreat. Everybody can come. It's open to everyone. Everyone is, is invited. Everyone is invited. Everyone can participate. Uh, the worship team. One of the things that I love about our worship team, and Ray, one of the things I love about the way that you lead, the way that we do things even up front, is everybody can participate. Everybody can be on the, everybody can be on the worship team. Everyone can come up here and do announcements. Everyone can come and everyone can lead prayers for our church. 
Everybody. That's one of the values, one of the distinctives about our church, that everyone, young and old, they can participate in the stuff that we're doing. You know, even the, the ministries that we do uh, beyond GRX, the mission partners, the ministry partners, when we do acts of compassion or acts of service, we specifically partner with organizations, other ministry partners, where everyone can participate. So Dean and Elise were sharing about the Philippines mission, the mission trip. We work with Kids International Ministries, or Kids IM. One of the reasons we partner with them is because they receive everyone, meaning regardless of your age. If you, if you have like a two-year-old in your family and you want to join us on, on the mission field, they're an organization that can receive people that are very young. And so when we go and work there, you can come if you're very young, you can come if you're very old. They're an organization that invites and allows everyone to come. That's one of the reasons we partner with them. And so everyone is a distinctive at GRX, is a value. It's something that we, that we celebrate. It's something that we encourage. Because we believe that everyone is a part of the body. Every part of the body is a part of the body. Every one of us and every one of you and everyone that's over there in Kid Zone, we are all the body of Christ. We are all the church. Now, in this passage, the Apostle Paul also brings up two dangers, which I want to highlight for us. Just two dangers, two areas of caution, possible paths of, of exclusion or possible paths of, of division. Um, and the first danger is the danger uh, I'm calling because I am not. And it's kind of sort of the self-deprecating, um, the self-deprecating one. And Michelle, I have a slide for this, I think. Um, uh, the danger is I exclude myself. I exclude myself. And um, it's, it's out of verse 15 and 16. If the foot should say, because I am not a hand, I don't belong to the body. Or it's as if the ear would say, because I am not an eye, I don't belong to the body. Right? So that's that self-deprecating. That's that sense of like, oh, because I am not this or because I'm not that, I don't belong to the body. But that's a danger. That's a danger. And if you're the kind of a person that you might be self-critical, um, you might have a little bit of like perfectionist tendency or you know, you might be looking at like Instagram or whatever and you see all this stuff that's happening out there and you feel like oh, less of yourself. You feel bad about yourself because of like images or social media or, you know, you see what's happening. You're like, I, I, I am not. I, if you're that self-critical, you have that part of you. This is a danger that, 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 that you'll need to watch out for. Um, and the Apostle Paul pointed this out in the scripture. This is one of the dangers that we are self-deprecating. We put ourselves down. We don't think that we're very uh, worthy. We don't think we're very valuable. And, and that's not true. That's not true. You are valuable. You are worthwhile. You are a part of this body. Okay, so that's the first thing. 
Um, you are part. It, that's a danger. I am not. That, that's, that's, that, that has no place. Um, and then the other uh, danger, which, which I actually don't think is very operative here, but the other danger is because you are not, then I don't need you. Because you are not this or because you are not, not that. Um, it's like the head saying, oh, I don't need the feet. I don't, I don't need the feet. Um, I don't need you. Um, uh, then uh, that's judging down on people. I mean, uh, think about, think about the, the body just a little bit. This is a little bit funny to think about this. But um, what if you were just a head and you had no need for your feet? You said, I, I don't, here's a body with just a head and, and no feet. Like, well, how, how could you get around anywhere? You'd just be like a head. You would, you, okay, yeah, Uber or Lyft or something like that. <laughs> okay, all right. Right? But, but see, like, the body, there's all these different parts. So, so, right, this is the other side. And again, this is not so much of a danger at GRX. But yeah, don't think too highly of, of ourselves. That we don't need this person. Or we don't need that person. We don't need that person because they're, they're really young. We don't need that person because they're really old. You know? And again, that's what I love about GRX. Whether the person is very young or very old, we create spaces. Right? This, is the, this is this whole sermon series, Making Space. We create spaces for different ones of us, young or old, um, women and men, um, youth, or whatever. We create spaces for people to participate and lead and to lean into all that God is creating them to be. All right. Um, the reality is that what this passage reminds us to do is to both include ourselves and include others. And um, Michelle, I think I have a slide for this. Um, the reality of what this passage is teaching us, right, because everyone is a part of the body, all the parts of the body are parts of the body. But our reality as followers of Jesus Christ is to both include ourselves and others that we are all, you are, and everyone else is a part of the body. Um, so I'm going to have an activity that you, you might need to pull out your phone. You might need to pull out your phone for this. Um, and put your, pull your phone to uh, the camera function. It's going to be a little awkward. I'm going to do it here on my uh, iPad. You put, a, put your camera on the, um, and, and then do it so, you know how it, it, you can take a picture of yourself? Um, what's that? Selfie. You can do it like a selfie. Okay, so you can see yourself, right? It's a little awkward looking at yourself. Um, this is the first part of this activity. Okay, so you can see yourself. I see Jeremy seeing himself. I can see myself. See, I can see myself. There you guys are. See myself. Um, and what I want you to do is... Uh, I want you to say this three times. I'd like you to say, um, and Michelle, can you have this on the side? I'd like you to say, I am a part of the body. But you're going to say it into the camera. So you're going to say it to yourself. It would be great if we could all be standing in front of the bathroom mirror and saying this to yourself, I am a part of the body. But it would be really awkward to have all of you in my bathroom, in my house. So this is the next best thing. But um, just humor me a little bit and just say this three times to yourself. I am a part of the body. Okay, go ahead and, go ahead and do that and say it to yourself. I am a part of the body. I am a part of the body. 
I am a fire for your body. All right? I think there's something profound there when we include ourselves and we remember to include ourselves. Like we don't, we're not self-deprecating. Don't put ourselves down. That we remember that we ourselves are part of the body. Okay, now I'm going to have you do something almost equally as awkward. I would like you to turn to someone nearby and tell them you are a part of the body. 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 You are part of the body. Right. You are part of the body. And I think that affirmation, both the self-affirmation and then the affirmation that we hear and receive from other people, that's why it's so important. That's why it's so important. You know, if, um, if, you're, if you're a school teacher, you'll know this, but this is especially true in elementary school. But I think this is true with, uh, with middle school and high school and adults too. But in elementary school, it is so important for elementary school teachers to welcome their students by name when they come into the classroom. And then it's been shown in these studies, uh, educational studies, that kids, um, kids do better academically. And they actually um, uh, are, are, are better behaved or well behaved when their teachers greet them at the door by name say, good morning, Josh, it's great to see you, you know, good morning, Cecily, welcome to school, you know, when they welcome their students by name, elementary school teachers, they know this, and the kids do better, do you know why that is, I think it's because right at the beginning of the day, their teachers give them a sense of belonging, that they belong. They belong to this classroom. They belong here. And we are a part of this body. This is, I'm kind of wrapping up the message here. The reason we are a part of this body is not really because of us. I mean, we try to encourage each other and things like that, but the reason we are a part of the body, the reason you are a part of the body, is because of Jesus Christ. It's because of Jesus Christ. That's why you are part of the body. Jesus makes us all a part of his body. And that's the church, the body of Christ. And the Apostle Paul was saying, we are baptized in one spirit. We are baptized with one spirit. We are baptized by one spirit. We are all baptized by the same spirit the Holy Spirit of God. We have one Savior, Jesus Christ, who is the one who invites us into this body. And so that's why we are all a part of the body, because Jesus Christ makes us a part of his body. This passage in 1 Corinthians was pretty countercultural to the time, because he was like Jews, Gentiles. He was talking about race, uh, social distinctions, class divisions. The Apostle Paul was saying all of that stuff, which actually even divides us in modern culture, is not supposed to divide us in the church because it's Jesus Christ 
who breaks down the dividing wall of hostility. It's Jesus Christ and the baptism of the Spirit that brings us all into one body. From whatever social class, from whatever race, from whatever country, from whatever language group you're from, Jesus Christ brings us into one body. And we are all created in the image of God. And so we are all belonging to this body. So that's it. That's what this message is about. Uh, Jesus makes us all a part of his body. Everyone is a part of the body. We don't exclude ourselves, and other people can't exclude us. And if you want a two-word message, everybody belongs. You belong, and I belong. Everybody belongs. Let's pray together. Jesus, thank you that you are the one that lets us belong. When we are surrounded by a society or a culture that tells us we don't belong, maybe for one reason or another, we're too young, we don't belong, we're too old, we don't belong, we're a man, so we don't belong, we're a woman, so we don't belong, whatever, we're a certain race, so we don't belong. God, I thank you that you are the one that says, yes, each of us belongs. Each of us is valuable. Each of us has a place in your body. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.
give life. You give life. You are love. You bring light to the darkness. You give hope. You restore every heart that is broken. Time. 
So we say this benediction every week. It might just sort of flow over you or whatever. And there's, a, there's a real practical way to, uh, to live this out. Just love God and love your neighbor. A real practical way to live out this benediction is help someone feel like they belong. Help somebody else feel like they belong. That's the call. That's the invitation. The challenge as followers of Jesus. You're part of this church. Help someone else feel like they belong. You can do that however you want to. That's up to you. Friends, now receive this benediction. Love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your mind, and with all your strength. And love your neighbor as yourself. Help someone feel like they belong. Amen. Have a great week, everybody.